Good morning, everyone. This is Garen, and this is Let's Hear It. This is a show where we hear your story, your life, uh, things that have happened to you that are exciting, sad, dramatic. If you got a story, I want to hear it. So, without further ado, let's get to our guest. Today we have a friend and co-worker, Kyle Pickens, everyone. So let's give a warm welcome for Kyle, and let's hit it. Hey, we have Kyle sitting in front of me with a big ear-to-ear grin. <laughs> How's yeah. Kyle today? Oh, man, I'm great. How are you doing, Gary? Doing, I'm doing great. Been up for a while, so I'm plenty awake. Yeah, well, you got a new toy there. I do have a new toy. This is yes. a big deal. This is a really big deal. Yeah, it's... Um, it's an investment. It's all your fault. Well, I know. I, I do feel a little responsible for this, but <laughs> I'm proud of you at the same time. <laughs> yes. Well, if this takes off, then who knows? Maybe uh, Joe Rogan better look out. Oh, so. yeah. Well, hey, there's plenty of, out the, plenty of room for everybody out there. That's for sure. Nice. Nice. So what made you go with the Rodecaster Pro? I mean, you, you were looking around at stuff, obviously. So uh, I was, and a little birdie told me that uh, to try this company. And so I looked at what they had, and I called them up, and they kind of pointed this one out, and they said, I know it's kind of high-end, but if you don't want to ever have to buy up or, or upgrade True. or something, this one will deal with, this one will be good to you for, for many years. Uh, so, that's the mindset I took. I'm like, well, I'm not going to make it big probably, but I'm going to have fun. So right. I'm just going to get the stuff that keeps the fun coming sure exactly so and, and and the pod mics too you went all road dude. this is all awesome yeah i heard i read a lot about road and they're pretty good so yeah yep they've been doing it for quite a while so yes can't go wrong nice work so well thank you serious serious business here <laughs> we are sure in all seriousness <laughs> uh so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit, a little bit about you, Kyle? Like where you're from and your oh, childhood. And okay, yeah. Well, uh, born and raised here in uh, Eugene, Oregon. We're in Springfield right now, so I mean, relatively the same town, pretty much. And uh, yeah, thirty. I'm thirty-seven. Is that what I am now? Thirty-seven. Yeah, I think okay. so. That sounds about right. <laughs> I quit counting after like thirty. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So born and raised here, thirty-seven. Um, yeah, that's about about really it. I just hang out, have fun. We we uh, started our own little podcast too a little while ago so finding a way to make content that's interesting and fun and then you get to have a lot of cool people come over and and tell their story and it's just been a lot of fun and very eye-opening at the same time because there's a lot of work that goes into just an audio i mean we're not doing um like the video with it because that that adds a whole nother amount of editing and all that stuff to do too so yes i think we're just gonna stick with the audio i have an option to do like maybe like a facebook kind of live kind of deal with it but i think i think we'll just keep it simple because you said complicating things it gets a little tricky (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh yeah so work with you i've been there for 10 years so Mm -hmm. that's been an adventure in its own right working for a, a fortune 500 company has been a very interesting experience Ups and ups and downs, like any job, I suppose. It sure has. <laughs> yeah, yep. you've been there quite a while as mm-hmm. well. So, the changes I've seen in the short time that I've been there—I mean, ten years is a short time compared to what what it's been sixty years, fifty years has been going. Yeah, I think um, was it eighty? Yeah, eighty two like, or yeah, eighty three before or, I was born. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so thirty, thirty five, forty years probably something mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah, it's it's been an eye-opening experience because I worked for a couple of mom and pa shops when I was growing up, 
just, you know, you get out of high school, you do what you got to do. And, and that was fun, but you, you, you kind of have to really participate cause you're it. That's what I, so I worked for a steel fab for a while and that was, uh, going from high school to working with old dudes that are steel workers that have been doing it for decades was my mom was like, your attitude's changing. I'm like, that's because I'm hanging out with a bunch of dirt bags. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I was, it was a tough balance because I was a pretty, you know, I was a kid. I was, I was 18 right out of high school. So right. it was a little touchy to be hanging out with these adults and they're they're They don't pull, you know, they don't pull any punches. They let it swing. So I was just, mm-hmm. it was a little rough, but uh, we got through it. And I only did that for a couple of years. And then, you know, you kind of find other openings and you just start applying for jobs that you find, when you're out doing stuff, you're like, Hey, this is kind of cool. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. I just need to make money. It wasn't about trying to pay rent yet or anything. I still live in a home. So to have that flexibility was pretty awesome. I think so. Yep. I know exactly how that was my junior year in college. I, I came home for a summer and got a job at a plywood mill and I had never experienced oh, yeah. crusty old men throwing plywood around like yeah. that before. And the, the language, Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like, like oh, yeah. yeah. You guys don't go to church. Do you Yeah, I wash my ears out with soap when I got home? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah, it's 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 uh yeah, I mean, as a kid you just kind of have your naiveness, right? right? And then you go get thrown right into the these guys that are salty for right. 20 years. Sure. You learn a lot though. Once you once you get past their initiation and prove yourself, then I find that they're the greatest people. Yeah. So. Yep. They just have a front you got to get over. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Young punk kid, you don't know nothing. I heard that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I finally stopped hearing that. Finally, just a little while ago, it's like you're you're, you're young, you'll figure it out. Now it's like, well, here you should have it figured out a little bit by now. Sure. So, <laughs> yep. I always wanted that just to be gone. I was like, God, I feel like I'm, I'm working here. I, I feel like I'm as equal as you, but I know I'm young. So now that I guess I'm not as young as I used to be. So right, that's a hard truth to accept. But we're mm, here. It sure is. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yeah. So that that's about. I mean. Yeah, just you call me odd job. I did a lot of weird stuff when I was younger. So, did driving limo, DJ service. I just kind of wanted to find a way to make money without having to do the eight to five because right. that, that's this kind of it's a lot of time that you're just mm-hmm. trading your time for money. Right. So if you can figure out a way to do something that makes a little more money and you enjoy it, I mean, you know, everyone says if you work, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. Which exactly. Is, which I don't know how much I, I like, I'd rather do a lot of other things besides any kind of work, but sure. I, I mean, there is something to be said for doing something you're enjoying or maybe passionate about, but right. Like the DJ stuff was, I had my buddy got married and his DJ was an absolute jerk. Like I tried oh, talking wow. to him. I was curious about it. Kind of like, but you, you, you're kind of the same as me. You see somebody doing something, you're interested. You kind of ask some questions, you hang sure. around and yeah. you know, try to pick their brain. And this guy, I tried talking to him and he was just not giving me anything. He's like, you want a song or what do you want? Like he was just really short with me. I'm like, geez, okay. Sorry. I was just looking at your stuff. I was just curious. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, my buddy's limo was late to the wedding. So they had to do like an extra half hour, hour. And, and the DJ is like, yeah, well, it's going to be an extra 120 bucks to keep me here for an oh, hour. It's, wow. like, it's not, it's not their fault. The limo's late. Like, yeah. So that kind of, I was like, I was like this can be done differently, uh-huh. more tactfully. I mean, music's music. Anyone can play music, right? I'm sure. not making it. I was just, you know, hitting play from the, the computer. Right. But how you handle the, the customer service aspect of it makes a huge difference. So right. On people's wedding day, it's a big day. They don't want to stress about this music guy is being a diva here and right. you know, first in line at the food line or, you know, there's so many things I've heard that just 
just was like, what, what are these people thinking? It's a bad look. It looks wow, bad. Yeah. I always go last for food. They're like, oh, go, go eat, go eat. I'm like, no, man, you guys, yep. I'll, I'll back clean up. I'm, I'm not here for the food. I'm here. To, you're paying me to work here. Sure, so exactly, yeah. Keep this train on the tracks. That's kind of what it is. So, Wow, yeah. That was my whole business model was just, just treat people how I would want to be treated on my wedding day. Sure. I don't want to worry about DJ, photographer. You got so much to worry about. Like, you don't need... Oh yeah, one more stress into that. So exactly, and that worked for. I did it for over ten years, I think. Wow! So weddings were the main thing, and then I did I did that high school dance with you, right? I, I mean, I wasn't opposed to doing that kind of stuff. That was well, you fun. didn't actually dance with me, but I wanted to. <laughs> you were busy though. You I were was working busy. too. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you were shooting photos over there, and I was right. playing music. We were having a good time, but right. Um, yeah, that, that was the whole business model. Was just created created around customer service, and then mm-hmm. I mean, music and lights, and having good good equipment helps, like good sound, obviously. But right. that's all just kind of icing on the cake if you do the other half right. So, so the this limousine job, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm interested in that. Were, up on that, were huh? you? Uh, was this your own company, or did you work for somebody else? No, it was actually my um, my cousin up in Newburgh. Okay, he he was kind of one of the. I, he was like the original odd job, right? Like he would just right. kind of buy, he would get into these big companies, though, like big projects. He bought like three limos and got all the equipment and all this. So he, mm-hmm. he went kind of all in, which wow. was a lot more than I could do because of my age and experience yeah. and whatever. He limos aren't cheap. Yeah. He was quite a bit older than I am. So I think he's probably like in his fifties or sixties now, but so he bought a limo company and needed drivers. And he's like, would you be interested in being a driver? I'm like, cause I drove, for uh, the steel company, I drove a big truck. So I kind of had, I didn't have a CDL, but you don't need one of those for that. I had the experience of driving odd vehicles. So he's like, yeah, it should be kind of right across the board. No different. You just take everything wide and slow down. So I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Wow. Went up there and he had a driver train me and I was off and running, just doing a lot of group on wine tours. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of, that was big deal. I mean, up there, Newburgh's wine country, right? I mean, there's, oh, that's there's, right. there's a vineyard on every freaking corner up there. It feels yeah, like. So this is true. Okay. That was, it was super fun. I got to learn a lot about wine, which I, I didn't really care for at the time, but I, I like it now. So mm. but I got expensive taste now <laughs> <laughs> going to some well, of those nice ones. I was like, Whoa, this stuff's so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm at vineyards up there, isn't it? It's a big one. Uh, that's in Salem. It's a oh, little, okay. yeah, but, little yeah. further South. Yeah. Okay. We, we didn't, uh, that one, they don't let group on the end of that one. That's fancy. Right. <laughs> These are like red tail duck pond. These are kind of the lower end. Like they need the group on to drive customers in. Uh, well, I'm a Valley's like, mm, we got it here if you want it. Right. Like King of state, they probably wouldn't do that either. No, I don't think they'd let you drive a limo of a bunch of half drunk people up there and right. tear up their tasting room. So, right. But these vineyards were, uh, there was one in Amity, you know, Amity's at. Yes, I do. I've been up there. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but the owner of it, her name was Ann, and she was just a wonderful lady. Like hmm. it was, it was like a boutique winery. They weren't turning out a huge amount of wine, but she was really knowledgeable and just kind of the same thing. I'm saying, like, she treated everybody like they were a VIP. Oh wow! So therefore, you're like, I'm the wine's good. It was okay. It wasn't the best wine I ever had, but the fact that she was the way she was made me want to. I'll, I'll just buy a bottle while I'm here. Like, sure, the service was good. Yeah, that makes a big difference. And, well, especially in the wine because it's intimidating. Right. So if you're trying to get into it, it's a little snobby. It seems right. like, and 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 she totally didn't have that. So it was like, this is a good way to enter to get your knowledge up. So when you go to these other places, you can be like, well, how long does it sit in the barrel for? And you know, this is stupid crap that they do. So yes. It was a it was a great experience to be able to go and learn about 
stuff I didn't really know about. So I was learning, I was driving people and learning to drive the limo and to learn about wine. So hmm. I was the only sober one. So <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, you have to be, yeah. Those people were, yeah. The but wine. you know, those, those limos, they're long. And why does it seem like all the roads to wineries have all the really sharp ter- curvy, <laughs> you have to yeah. drive any other lane just to get to the, around the corners on a lot of those. They're always that way everywhere you go and they're yeah. narrow and twisty. That's true. Well, typically yeah. a vineyard's going to be placed, you know, the best ones are on top of hills. Like, right. Like Sweet Cheeks is sure. It's subpar wine at best. Right. But the views are just great. It's amazing up there. Yeah. Yeah. They created an environment. They didn't create a very good product, but they have an environment that. And their environment sells. It sells a lot. Yeah. It sells weddings. It yeah. Sells, I mean, everybody wants to go up there. I'm like, but, but, but. I don't want to go drink that crap. Can I bring my own wine to this right. place? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> right. I mean, they have a good Riesling. I'm not going to lie. They have a good, uh, you know, sparkling wine and stuff like that up there. But as far as, like, if you want a good Cabernet or, uh, you know, one of those Sauvignon Blancs or something like that, that's not the place to go. So Right. But, I mean, if you're just in it for dressing up and going out and having a drink with the girls, then go for it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, that's true. It's a funny point. The, the, they are windy crap roads up to most of those places. Most, yep. And the parking isn't almost. Yeah, no parking. Yeah. Well, it's like when we're you know when we're out doing our job delivering the places. I I have a small van. I I do, and I go up these driveways, and I can barely get up some of these driveways. And I mm-hmm. tell people, I'm like, if I can't get this thing up here, a fire truck's going to sit down at the bottom of this hill and watch your place burn. Just yeah. FYI, because they're not going to endanger their equipment and their firefighters to come up here and try to put out your cabin. Mm-hmm. So it's like trim the brush, level right. this thing out a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a few in in my area too that are have long roads. You know, they go off the main road, and there is room for one car. And yeah. I'm thinking, if your house was on fire or you had someone in here who had a heart attack, they couldn't even get an ambulance out around there. Yeah. Like, so, oh, sorry, can you get him down to the bottom of the hill for us? No, right. can't. No. By, the, by the time they ran up to the house, he'd be gone. Yeah, because your truck, is, if you think about your truck in the in the aspect of like a, a ambulance, kind of the same big old box. It's on the pretty back. close in yeah. size, yeah. So, I mean, if you can't get up there safely without yeah. scratching your truck up, they're not going to take their. <laughs> they're not going to take that ambulance or getting stuck in it or rolling down a hill or something. They can't afford that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're yeah. Your life isn't worth that much to them. No, <laughs> no. But yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, there's so many stories. I mean, you, you asked the question, I got an answer for it, but there, I mean, it's hard to prioritize all the stuff that I saw, but I could do, I can say this though. I did meet my wife on the wine tour. Wow. Really? Yeah, she was a group on. So you, oh, so she was a, she was a, a writer right along. Yeah. She, was, oh, a, she wow. was a customer. And, <laughs> and so it was, uh, I almost left. She was late. So I uh, was like, well, we wow. gotta go. we got to go guys. So I had all these girls, like it was her coworkers. I think that she worked with in Salem. She worked at Salem before we met and, uh, I was sitting there. I'm like, we have to go. There's two more. They said two more are coming. And she, Sarah's doesn't run like that. Now that I know her, she was with a friend. And she was running late, so it made her late. And she oh, was, okay. She was pissed. She was not happy about that. Oh like, man, I'm never late. Ah, you know, she almost missed out on a husband. Yeah, who would have guessed? I'm glad something told me you should probably sit here and wait. And then when she got out of the car, I was like, Yeah, that was worth the wait. Probably a good idea. <laughs> like she's cute. All right, <laughs> winning. So wow. Back then, so then I was what was I twenty. 23 maybe 22 ish somewhere around that so i was just young punk but so, th- so then what you pass back your number tour or run it on the window or yeah you know? that was a it was an interesting wine tour though that one was uh probably easily one of the wildest ones that right. i had and it wasn't necessarily because of her but her friends were you know they all worked at the hospital so they were 
cutting loose. They're, oh, that's right. They all had the same time off, which was weird to ever have that many people off that you work with at the same time. It was a, it was a Saturday, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they they came and brought wine to a wine tour. I'm like, no, no, we we need you to buy the wine from the vineyards. Sure. But, yeah, that's the whole point of that. And yeah. they're drinking mimosas, and it, it was a wild show. It was it was awesome, but. I did have a girlfriend when I did when I, when I had her in there. So, oh wow, her one of her girlfriends. They were kind of like talking to me, trying to feel me out or something. Sure. You know? And I was like, no, I actually have. A, she was in California. I have a long distance relationship. Uh huh. I was like, it is kind of on the outs. So, like, oh. it, it was kind of at the end of its <laughs> its era for that. So I was like, hell. And then, so I was honest about it because I knew if I would have lied, and mm-hmm. knowing who my wife is now, she would have never gave me the time of day. So. I, I was just like, no, yeah, I got a girl. So they're like, oh, that's too bad. I'm like, yeah, but it's not going to work out. I can tell you that. <laughs> so I ended up wow. uh, getting, dumping her like shortly after. Well, we broke up. I don't know. It was kind of a mutual thing. Right, but, right. And then I went back through the manifest that I got for all the passengers. Ah, to get her name. And I got her name. Yep. And then I went through the Facebook and stalked her. <laughs> and then oh, my I gosh. I was like, hey, uh, this is your limo driver. I don't know if you remember everything that happened a couple of weeks ago, but uh, if you want to talk about it over dinner. So I, because I, she got, she was pretty drunk. Like, I don't know. If, she probably had some places. Whether she, she even remembered. She might have had a couple of black spots that she right. might have not remembered. So I was just hoping that uh, that would be enough to intrigue her to give right. me a time of day to take her out. And she finally, she shunned me a couple of times and then she let me take her out to a nice dinner. And that was the end yeah. of it. So, so where'd you take her for the first dinner? Remember, uh, It was a beautiful little bistro in Dundee. Cause I was oh. still, I was still up there working. Right. Oh, right. So right. It, okay. was, it was on a weekend after I got done with the shift. So <laughs> that's a tiny little town up there. It's a beautiful little yeah. place though. That was, a, I mean, I, it, the wine was good. Like everything was just perfect about that place at that time. Huh. It was just kind of the right time, right place. So she lived up there too? or She lived in Salem. Okay. Well, that's close. And then, yeah. So, so the Groupon was kind of like that whole territory. It was, a, it was a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. It's a big area up there. And, uh, her sister lived in Newburgh, which is where we were stationed out of. Right. So she was up there quite a bit. She had family. Okay. And her parents lived in Newburgh. That's where she was from originally. So okay, it was Newburgh. Of, yeah. You ever been up to Newburgh? Uh, no. I've, I've, driven, I've been theater? through Dundee. That's kind then, of, yeah. Same, yeah. Okay. same area. Sherwood, yeah. Dundee, mm-hmm. um, uh, Evergreen up there. Mm-hmm. The Air and Space Museum is right there. Right. My wife's roommate from college, she lived in Dundee. So I, w- I was there once to oh, visit. Oh, really? Camp, so, yeah. Super small town. It is. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. They, they, well, they put that pass through through there now so i think it probably slowed it down quite a bit they put a bypass for the highway because the highway went right through it was kind of like a oh okay 99 through junction city how it kind of was a pinch point mm-hmm. so they kind of did like a flyby around that so if you're not going to the town you can just keep on the highway mm-hmm. so okay I, that might have hurt that that town's business maybe a little well bit. sure but they need to do that to sisters Oh my goodness! If yeah. they could do a fly around around that, oh man, sisters is so it's horrible in the, in the summer when it's tourists and every, you you can't you might as well just park with one end and just walk the whole thing because yeah. you can't yeah yeah well it's a two lane and yep. they got a pedestrian crossing at every other yep block. every block yep <laughs> I was like, they, if if they're not going to do a flyby they need to do like a Vegas thing where they they put the sky bridges over it or something so yep. people could walk over the top yep. of the traffic that yep. would probably be. Because sometimes you stop and wait for wait for pedestrians, and then like thirty people go by, yeah. and it's yeah, it's, it's nuts. Not. It's nuts. 
It's a nice little town, but, but I, 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 just, I don't know if that would probably damage the town if if everybody went around it. If anyone would even come back, I mean, I know people would go there, but yeah, the traffic would be so light if there was a, a workaround around that. Mm-hmm. But that's what they did in Bend. Didn't they make that bypass through Bend? I think you're right. I think yeah. I, did, I didn't. I haven't used it, but I think I did see that when I was going by there a while ago. Yeah, I thought I thought I remember that because we used to go to a Bend and breakfast out there. Yeah, I remember they talking about the bit, the flyby or whatever. Well, Ben's quite a bit bigger, so yeah, until true. Sisters hits that, which is growing, everything's growing. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, what, how did we get here? Where, I don't know. Uh, We're talking about your wife. Yeah, yeah. And yeah so that's, then you—that's usually what happens. And that was what year? What do you think that was? That was uh, when you were oh. early twenties when you met her. So, yeah, we got married in two thousand fourteen. We dated for four or five years before that. I think. Okay. So yeah, that would be two thousand. Nine, then I guess mm-hmm. ten, yeah. somewhere in there, just depending on the spring fall time. Sure, but okay, yeah. We dated for quite a while before. It's a four or five year date date ship, right? Before we got married, so wow. So she obviously she moved down from Salem to yeah, well, and- yeah. She moved down, and we had I was living in a duplex. She was living in an apartment, so I would go and stay with her, and then like Friday night, I'd spend the night at her place, and then I'd go to work Saturday morning and drive limo. Oh wow, because I worked. You know, we're normal work week, 40 right. hours. And then on the weekend, I'd drive Saturday, Sunday, and come home and work again Monday. So, holy cow. Yeah. It was, uh, well, I mean, when you, I mean, you're just out stacking cash. So, yeah, you're, yeah. I don't know what I did with it, but I, <laughs> <laughs> the, the bottom line was I had it. So, that was kind of the important part. Right. So, so now you guys have a, what, two year old daughter? Three, no, three year old, three and a quarter. Now, oh man. boy! Yeah, November first is her birthday. And so such we, a cutie. Oh, she's uh, she's trouble, man. She, oh, she's tr- she's trouble. <laughs> she she makes me do whatever she wants me to do. So oh yeah, she, she's just like her mother. She's so. wrapped around your little little finger. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. rough when she first calls you daddy, isn't it? Yeah, or daddy, I don't want to. Or daddy, I want to do this. Just right? stay, or, or my favorites, daddy, stay home with me. Yep. Oh, oh boy. Yes, please. Yeah. I don't want to go to work. Why mm-hmm. not? <laughs> So. Yep, I remember that when my when my girl was you know two or three and I would go to work and she's like, why do you have to leave all the time? Oh, oh that's yeah. Ouch. I'd rather stay here, honey. Yeah, but, uh, you want to keep the lights on and the heat right. on in this place. <laughs> yeah, he's got to go. Right, you want your cereal in the morning? Well, I got to go work. Yeah. yeah, but see, that's the kind of the, the dream is to be able to trade that time out to get to get like a passive income coming mm-hmm. in somehow. So I mean, podcasting is a way to do it. There's a lot of other things out there, but right. I mean, you have to. That's the problem is you got to figure out how to make it to where it's going to get popular enough where people want to listen to it. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a trick. It'll be there. So are there, what about like high school or are, are there p- people from high school that you still hang around with oh, now? Oh, or, absolutely. Cause yeah. you went to, what school did you go to? I went to Willamette. Willamette High. 2000, ah. 2003 graduated. So yeah. Uh, a couple of my good friends from, I guess, elementary school. I still, wow. I mean, some of those are my best friends still. Huh? So neat. Yeah, elementary was really important. I, I talk about this on my show a lot because school means a lot to a lot of people. It, either it mm-hmm. was really good to them or it was terrible and they could not wait to get out. Uh, that's kind of the two ways I see a lot of it going. Right. And m- so far what I've noticed is most of the girls say they hated middle school and high school. Like it wasn't wasn't what they wanted because hmm. girls are mean. It's tough to make friends. They are. Girls are rough in middle school. Yeah. And, and, and I was kind of oblivious. I was like, I'm skateboarding. I'm playing football. Like, right. I was just hanging out with the boys. Like, right. You don't, it doesn't affect the, the guys. As, I mean, some do. I mean, some have different paths. But for the right. most part, I think 
they're just trying to figure out their way. And girls have so much more bull crap to work through. They do. You know what? When I, I know, I noticed that when I was in like eighth grade, mm-hmm. I, I could have sworn that there was more physical fights between girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the girls would just get They're vicious. Yeah. They're vicious. And the, the guys would just stand there and go, this is great. Let's walk, you know, yeah. but, but the, the girls were just brutal. I mean, yeah, I and, do agree. I've noticed that. I just find it fascinating that, 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 that seems to be the, everyone kind of has a little trouble at some point. Mm-hmm. Elementary school, maybe usually that's all pretty standard because right. you're just trying to learn how to read and write at that point. Mm-hmm. Middle schools where things that puberty hits and you're starting to pick your friends and your sides, like what group you're in. And yep. yeah. So I find it very fascinating. I always ask that question to, to my guests. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. was this, was it enjoyable for you? Did it, was it something that you would want your kid to go through? I'm like, no, absolutely not. So, yep. <laughs> but they're going to, they're going to go through it. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't even remember much from my grade school because I don't think my mom, my mom, says that her recollection was that I pretty much kept to myself. Like when we'd go outside for yeah. recess, I did my own thing. I didn't like go with all the groups of kids and go play soccer or sure. kickball or whatever. I kind of did my own thing. I did, you know, and to me that was, maybe that's why I just don't remember a lot about the, the interaction, but I, I was kind of just by myself and I don't, I guess I was fine with it cause I didn't make any changes. It wasn't until about fifth grade that I got talked into playing softball with the kids on recess and, Kind of got into that. There but, you go. Yeah, but I was I was just kind of did my own thing. Yeah, and, you kept know. kept yourself. Yeah, but yeah, it changes. Yeah, now I'm that, a little bit more social. But yeah, I mean, it's tough to get in there and be taken out of your house and thrown into a place where you're where you're with strangers for six hours out of the day when you're yeah. used to mom and dad and yeah, or brother and sister if you have that. But yeah, so yeah, that's always a point of contention. It feels like, but it's always a good way to start to gauge where these people like what their experience was. And mm-hmm. So, wow. Easy format. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed high school. I mean, I, I, uh, high school was better than middle school, but I had a yeah. girlfriend I got junior year, which sucked me in. Cause I was kind of on the skate path. I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't need to take these classes. I'm going to take one or two classes a day. Like, right. I was barely at school up until that point. And then, hmm. cause I, I didn't care for it. Right. But, once I met her, I wanted to be in school more. So then I took all these prereq, you know, like a, a cooking class. And I was, I involved myself more into the wood shop, mm-hmm. volunteering my time to like be a TA, I guess. Sure. So I was, I was, I just wanted to be at school more because she was there because she was a year younger than I was. So makes sense. Yeah. And so that was good. That was probably one of the best things that happened was just, this is a free education. Don't skip out on this because you've mm-hmm. got to pay for it after that. Sure. Yeah. So I didn't know that at the time because I was like, I'm not college is a joke. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to learn some new stuff, that's your option now as an adult. Hmm. So, or I mean, got YouTube now, but right. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube is miraculous. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you. Well, hey, start a YouTube channel too. Come on. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's like one more, one more hobby. Yeah, I know. That's my buddy was like, dude, just do it. Do it. Start one. I'm like, oh, geez, man, I don't know anything about it. Right. <laughs> so, so what about sports? Like high school, did you do, uh, did you play anything? I did. I did. Uh, so I did football three years wow. in, in middle school. Oh, in middle school. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I had some problems with my knees. Right. And then my, my parents both have kind of bad knees and I could see that. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, if I play football in high school, I'm going to have a minimum of one knee surgery. So I said, I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's done. So I, I hung it up and uh, did nothing my freshman year because I was kind of nervous about 
high school because it's a lot different than middle school. It is. I just wanted to focus on just getting through the year and making sure everything's going to be fine. And it wasn't that bad. So sophomore year, I went and started playing golf on the golf team. There you go. And I did that for the last three years. So that was JV the first year and varsity the last two. Oh, wow. So that was, that was the best thing ever. That was, I wish I would have done it my freshman year, but Hmm. I kind of slow rolled my freshman year just because I didn't know what I was getting into. I just wanted to make sure I could get through the classes and not get beat up because I thought seniors were going to pound me. So <laughs> I, I was terrified of that too because that's totally all you didn't. hear as an eighth grader. Wait yeah. till you get to high school and you're yeah. going to get swirlies and you know, they didn't yeah. give a crap. <laughs> yeah. They didn't care at all. Right. It's like, get out of the way, kid. Oh, okay. Sorry, sir. Yeah. So, so you, you said you played football in middle school. Mm-hmm. I thought they would see when I was in middle school, that was about um, like maybe 82 through 84. Yeah, and they had middle school football then, but I thought they, at some point, they got rid of it and they don't do it anymore. They have like you know the Pop Warner and <clears throat> yeah. So well, it was kid sports at the time okay. is what I played through, but it it was what funneled, oh. what, what funneled us in. So Shasta and Dana Bo funneled into Willamette. Okay, so but those two teams were put together, and we had two teams because we had so many kids. So okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it wasn't an actual school. It wasn't through Shasta. They didn't put it on. It was a kid's sports, but we used that as our oh, okay, the school we all went to. So you're okay. right. You're, don't Pop Warner does it to like a kid's sports. You got to go right. sign up. It's a separate entity. So, so what did you what did you play? What position were you? in? Oh God, I was well. I'm about the size I am right now when I was in, but maybe a little lighter actually. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I. I in fifth grade, I was about as high as I am right now, like five five ten. I just shot up. Wow! Yeah, I was nuts. I was a big kid in sixth grade, so I I was on the defensive line, offensive line, you know, shoving people around. Wow! Defensive end, left tackle for offense. I did that pretty much my all three years. So I was too big to touch the ball because they had a weight limit. If you you couldn't, because if I could take the ball, I could just run right over to all those little kids. So. <laughs> Yeah, because fifth grade you were what was the weight again? Fifth grade you were. Uh, I don't know what I weighed, but right. I, I I was easily five something. I was five five. Yeah, I, I only grew five more inches between then and eighth grade. I felt like, and I wow. haven't I haven't grown since. So. Yeah, because I know they have I do they have a weight limit for people who run with the ball. You can't yep. be exactly there. I've I've heard of teams actually finding a loophole on that, and they really yeah they like they they hand it off to the to the running back who just laterals it to some big kid. Oh, and then he just I mean, runs. It's a, it's, yeah, it's like the fumble ruski play. Right. Yeah. Right. If it's on the ground, he can pick it up and run with it. Yeah. Well, that's. See? I mean, you could do that. You I could. mean, so in practice, a coach let me run the ball a few times, and I just just power over people, and it was it was like kind of a tackling drill for everyone to try to like you're gonna have to tackle kids bigger than you, so you have to figure out to take them low instead of try to take them high. Uh huh. So that was fun. Center but, of gravity. Yeah. Gotta, I wasn't I wasn't very fast, but I could just keep running. So. Huh. Yeah, I just I I loved football, but I knew the injuries were going to come, and I was like, I, I can't for the rest of my life. I can't really afford to start taking that, you know, problems with my knees and body and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and so far, no problems with my knees. Knock yeah, on wood. knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I think I mean that was the main reason why I I was I had wanted to do football when I was in um, when I was in high school. My dad yeah. played high school and college, and he was. Um, he would he would tell me, look, it's it's fun, it's a it's a great sport, but two or three bad hits and you may never have good knees again. Yeah, and especially and, big guys like the only way to take you out is your knees. Yeah, yeah, and that's not going to work out. So well, that's what he was telling me. He says you're a guy, you're a kid your size. I was at my sophomore or junior year. I was you know looking at 185 pounds, mm-hmm. six foot one, mm-hmm. 
you know, he says, you're not, you're not going to be, you know, running the ball. You're going to be on the line yep. and you're going to get hit on the knees and you're going to get dropped to chop, your knees. Chop block. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. It wasn't worth it to me that I knew it wasn't going to be going and playing in NFL or anything. I wasn't very good at it. So right. I was just a body shoving people around to make a hole for a running back to run through. So right. no, exactly. I was like, yeah, it's fun, but here we are. Golf is way better. I went golfing yesterday, actually. So I still do that to this day. Exactly. Golfing is something you can do all your life. Yeah. Or bowling. You could do bowling. Yes. But the bowling league is fun. Join that too. If you want, some schools have a bowling club, which I highly recommend. That's super fun. Yeah. Cause what do you do here in the winter? No, exactly. Play but, ba- I mean, you can play basketball, but again, that's going to be, yeah. Bowling but, can be hard on the body too, I guess, but you can, yeah, your wrist can take a toll. <laughs> yeah. Wrist, um, knees. See, a lot of those guys in bowling leagues, they wear like these giant uh-huh. braces because their wrists are. It's funny shot. you say that. That's why I quit bowling league. Because ah. those guys are still kicking my butt. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 21, 22, prime of my life, fit, good shape. I can't out bowl these freaking old dudes with knee braces and arm braces. And they're still bowling like two, two fifty, two eighty games. And my right. highest is like, I'm touching two if I'm lucky. Right. So that's when I was like, that's it. I'm done. Well, my, I mean, my brother-in-law, he's in a bowling league. He goes twice a week and he's, he keeps telling me I should come and join just someone, just try it. And yeah. Or be a sub. That's the best way yeah. to do it. It's yeah. Like, hey, so-and-so is not going to make it. Can you come bowl for him tonight? Like, hmm. Yeah, sure. Why not? Cause every night, every Friday night is when we had to do it. And it's six months long. It's a long, every Friday night. Wow. And then you figure, you go, you go after work, you get dinner. So right. there goes, let's say, well, back then it was like 10 bucks. Now it's probably 15 $20 for a mm-hmm. burger and fries or whatever. And then a pitcher of beer, that's another, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're walking out of there like, well, I just spent 35 bucks. And then the bowling league's like 10, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, I think, a weekend. A week. Oh, wow. Yeah, because you got to pay for your lane, right? Sure. So, I mean... Let's call it 45, 50 bucks right. uh, every Friday night for six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't have your own shoes and you got to rent theirs. and Or, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you got to buy your own shoes and ball if you're going to get serious. Wow. <laughs> I have two. I have yeah. Two. I have one pair of shoes and two balls. You got to have a strike and spare. Yep. So it, it at the time, though, I mean, I had money. I was just goofing around. But it was more fun to spend it on experiences than just go out and just drink it away, I guess. But, right. Yeah, I was still I was, drinking, but I was doing something at the same time, so it sure. made it more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know that they had different uh, different bowling balls for different. I mean, yeah, I was. I saw my brother in law's. You know, he's got two or three different kinds. And I said, mm-hmm. well, "Why would you need?" And he goes, "Well, one's for putting a lot of rotation on it. Yeah. And one's for just straight." You know, I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, people don't know that. If you look it up, uh, a bowling ball like a strike ball has a kind of a mushroom shaped weight in it. And that's oh, it, those guys don't have to spin the ball as hard as you do if you go to the lane and you just throw one of those cheap plastic balls they got there. Right, right. If you're trying to spin that ball and curve that over, like hit the pocket, right. You're you're working way harder than those guys. Those guys barely have to turn their wrist. I always wonder because they don't look like they do put much on it, but uh-uh. it's spinning like a like nothing else. Yep. So yep, it's a weighted ball, so it has oh. the weight and it, and it has that weight. So when you start it out like two notches to the right or something uh-huh. like that, that weight will just kind of automatically drag it right back over. And then kind of wow. hooks. And a lot of it has to do with your oil pattern too. Oil pattern. Yeah. So the oil, I mean, if you're going to these bowling leagues and stuff, they do fresh oil typically for the bowling leagues. Cause on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they do like a different patterns. I don't know much about the patterns as much as some of the other guys, but oh, wow. Cause that's where you, if you watch the ball, it's sliding and sliding all of a sudden it hooks and it, yeah, goes, I've noticed that it yeah. runs out of oil as it goes down. <laughs> I never and realized you want, you want it, if the pattern's right and everything's, I mean, it's, it, there's a lot that goes into it a lot more than people think, but 
it hooks right at the last second, and then that's how you get that explosion into the pocket. And that's how you get the pins. Just to, I mean, it looks like the bomb goes off in there if you hit it right, right? Wow. Yeah. Because you don't want to leave that pin on the left or the right by itself because those, no. t- those are tough to get or, or the, split. Or the 710. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah exactly. So hmm. the, the, and, and some of those balls, the way they're made, like the good ones have better resin on the ball. So the, the, the pins respond harder off of the ball rather than just your cheap one that's already provided for you. So right. it makes a difference. I didn't think it did. But once I got a ball, I was like, oh, wow, this is hmm. way easier. Maybe I should try my my brother in law's one of his balls when I go bowling and see mm-hmm. if I yeah because that'd be that'd be fun to try. And then they got like a, a spare ball and then so it wouldn't have the weight in it. It's more controllable, kind of like what what's on the rack right mm-hmm. there. Some some guys just grab one of those and just use that because that's oh. a perfect ball to throw straight as an arrow. Ah, so if you have that one pin all the way to the right, you could go to all the way to the left, right? And shoot all the way across the lane because it lengthens your lane, it doubles your lane, right? Right. So, oh wow. Yeah, man. I learned a lot, though. I did learn a lot from those old guys, man. It's the same thing. Like when I was working, you just go and these, you just sit back and listen to the to the veteranship of people right. that have done it longer than you have, and you'll learn real quick. Hmm. Don't go and be a smartass, you know. No, <laughs> a little well, bit. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what I did when I was in when I like when I was in college. We had I started to play pool a lot because I worked oh, yeah. I worked at Heck the student yeah. center and they had four pool tables, and as an employee, I could go play when I want if there was a free table. Yeah, I didn't have to pay. And my, I think it was a sophomore or junior year, there was, uh, there were two people at my college. They were from the Middle East somewhere, Iraq or one of those Middle East. Mm-hmm. And they were semi pros. Oh, geez. And they were exchange students, but they were, they were semi pros in their country. And I learned a lot just by watching them. And they, they didn't speak very, their English was broken, mm-hmm. but they were able to show me and speak a little bit and show me. And I mean, I learned a lot. All I mean, almost everything that I know today about billiards was just from listening to those two. Yep. And uh, just by watching, you know. And yep. So I think, I mean, I don't go out much anymore, but I, I feel like that's going to the wayside where people just just don't want to sit back and, and intake information and watch people that know how to do stuff. They mm-hmm. just want to just let me do it. I'll do it. Yeah. I just feel like it's kind of society is a little faster. Everybody mm-hmm. just wants it, right. wants to know how to do everything. It's like, mm-hmm. If you want to learn it right, you have to take the time to get with somebody that knows what they're doing and, right. and, and take from them what they know. And then you learn on top of that. And then you know something more, right? Kind of how it works. But well, but, you know, so there's, there's, one, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you. Oh, um, geez. So the, uh, I don't just kind of put you on the spot, but do it. Is there, <laughs> Is there or was there a time or in your childhood where you experienced something that was like hair raising that you really thought it's all over or anything that uh, anything that was that's dramatic or oh. hmm. like an injury or that ah, could be I mean or or where you felt like your maybe your life was in jeopardy <laughs> or <laughs> well fault fault to myself on that uh, I can think. One time I ever had to really get stitches where I got hurt really bad mm-hmm. as, a, as a kid because I, you know, kids bike ride and we oh, yeah. rollerblading or skateboarding. My worst injury was I was on my bicycle and we, we live in a cul-de-sac over off of Irvington and one of these neighbors edged their yard with an edger so it left this gap about like this from the sidewalk in, in the lawn, right? Mm-hmm. So you have that gap there. I'm riding along and my head's in the clouds. I don't know what I'm doing. I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. I get my front tire stuck in that rut, and it just it threw me right over the handlebars, and I landed 
Oh no. Right here on my chin. And I just bang, hit the, hit the sidewalk with my chin, split this thing. I mean, that's why I got a really nice butt chin now. That's from that? Yeah. There's a big no scar. Way. I mean, I, I didn't shave, but there's a, there's a pretty big scar underneath here. Oh wow. You, maybe you can't see, but yeah. So I, I, I was, I just split this thing wide open. It was bad. And I, I went flying in and blood was coming out and I went running into my mom and I was, I was irate, but oh, I remember wow. that like it was yesterday for some reason. <laughs> And my mom, and I could see my mom's face, and she looked concerned. And sure. When your when your parents lose their mind like that, then you know you're something bad happened. Because if your parents keep it cool, then you're like, okay, it's not so bad. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to gauge your how you should react off of their reaction. Mm-hmm. Mom did not look good, and I was like, uh oh. So we had to go to the hospital, and then they get, they got it got me in there and, and numbed it down, and I started calming down then because it wasn't hurting as bad. And then they stitched me up, and I had to wear like a a bandaid on my chin for a while. I looked like a football player back uh-huh. in, you know, so that was pretty dramatic. I, I do say that was probably the worst injury I've received from all the dumb stuff I've done, but yeah. And you didn't, you didn't break the bone or anything. No, no, it didn't. Uh, luckily I, I don't think there's any damage. I was wearing a helmet too. So I, at least I had that, but a helmet doesn't protect your, I just went straight over, man. It flipped, it flipped me right. Oh over. wow. I wish I could have landed in the grass. It would have been way worse. But. Wow. Yeah. That, <laughs> What about you? Do you got you got something kind of rings true to you? Like uh, I have something kind of similar, and this was more of a uh, the injury wasn't so bad, but it was just very scary. Oh, okay. We yeah. had uh, so my brother and I we both had skateboards growing up. Oh, yes. And around the corner and up the hill in Cresswell, there was a a house up on the hill that had a kind of a long, gently curved asphalt driveway. Yeah. And they had a big wrought iron gate at the bottom of it, and we. Talked to my parents, and they said, well, if they're okay with it, and they're okay with you riding down their driveway on your skateboard, oh, that's fine. Okay. So we went over, and we asked them, and they said that was fine. So my brother and I, and the gate was open that day. So we went over there, and we took our skateboards, and we went up there. And um, my brother sat down on his and just rode down. Okay, and yeah, he got all the way, Yeah, and at the bottom of their driveway is the end of the cul-de-sac. So they lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. So he got down, and he ended up in the cul-de-sac. Everything was fine. And I decided that I was going to lay on my belly oh boy and go superman style mm-hmm. illusion yes <laughs> so here i go and I, I i wasn't all the way at the top i was too chicken to go I and mean, i would have been flying by the time i hit the bottom oh so gosh. i went about halfway up got on my belly and i started going down well as i got to the bottom what i didn't realize was this wrought iron gate um had square pegs that locked it in place when it when it went home at night oh no and those square pegs go into a square hole hmm Mm-hmm. So guess what? The wheel from my skateboard hit that square hole, and oh, where did Garen go? He went flying off the front of the skateboard, yeah, and onto the asphalt and tumbled. And my my wrist got all gouged up, and my oh wow, I was I went face for I didn't hit my face, but I just kind of tumbled, and it. I had a lot of bruises and scrapes, and of course I stood up, and of course what did my brother say? He goes, "Why didn't you hang on?" <laughs> I went, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yep. But yeah, that was when I when I hit that, and I as soon as I flew off, I'm like, I'm done. I'm yeah. it. I got you know, I'm going to the hospital. That but, moment, and when you're like kind of going through like a slow motion, right? Right. Like, this is gonna hurt when you hit the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I can remember it like it was yesterday. That's yeah. funny. Ugh. Yeah. No yep. more skateboarding after that for you. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did some. We didn't have a lot of. Uh, you know, back then, they didn't have like skateboard parks, or no, and no. all the roads out there were it's Gra- country roads. So they're not yeah. they're not great for skateboarding, but um, no, did mostly bike stuff. And yeah. I had my share of oh, you yeah. know 
scrapes and bruises, and scrapes and endos and in jumps that were supposed to be yeah. jumps, but didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and as a, one of my future guests was supposed to be my brother. So there were plenty of those. Oh, when good. Yeah. Yes. The truth will come out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was like any boy, you know, who, you know, you're invincible and it doesn't matter what you you know, yeah, you're just thinking how high can I jump off this jump? You oh, don't think about what's going to happen. No, you don't. don't. Of course, you don't think of that because you just see it in the movies. <laughs> yeah. You think we can do that. You know, a uh, smart thing about that: we had a kid in our neighborhood. His name was Brian. He was a daredevil. Mm-hmm. He, you could say, "Hey, you could build this ramp that shoots to the moon," and he would. He was like, "I'm going to hit it." Right. So we'd always send him off of everything first, and mm-hmm. then if we built the ramp too high, it would collapse, and he would fall and hurt himself. And we'd be like, "Well, I guess we're not going to do that then." <laughs> oh wow! So I highly recommend everybody out there have a a buddy that you can send first. Right. I did have, I had, uh, there was, there was one time in high school where my, I was in cross, I was in track, uh, four or three out of my four years. And so I'm in, we, the, the distance runners, we had to go out and we would run through Crosswell and then come yeah. back and then do our track workout. And, um, uh, two of my friends that were on the track team, they, for whatever reason, I can't remember. They had to go get something. If they were in one of my friend's car, mm-hmm. And they saw me running back to the high school. There was a back gravel road coming to the back side of our to our track. Sure. And I was heading down that gravel road, so they pulled up next to me and they said, "Hop on." So I, they motioned to the hood of their car. He yeah. had a little Honda Accord, little tiny '86 Honda yeah. Accord. And so I hopped on and I sat on the side. <laughs> and he wasn't going fast, like two miles an hour. He's just sure. poking along. Yeah. But then he started kidding around and he hit, got oh, a little bit more gas yeah, this is funny and he's getting he's going a little bit faster and i'm getting okay this is getting a little bit too fast you don't want to jump off because now you're going you mm-hmm. know and so i leaned back and i grabbed a hold of the top of the hood next to the windshield just to get a better grip oh gosh so he turns the windshield wipers on oh, so now gosh. i can't now i can't grab there he thinks it's hilarious so we're driving along and we're approaching we're approaching the high school and he turns the corner to the high school and i realized that i had to get off because i was losing my grip he was hitting he was hitting potholes and he's probably going i don't know maybe 12 13 miles i can't run that fast yeah you hit the ground so i i jump i slid off the side and i hit the ground and i took off as fast as i could but i couldn't do it and i went i went face first onto the ground and i run into my arm and for years i had this giant horrible looking scar on my forearm because the the gravel just ripped it to shreds yeah it doesn't take much no and i i got up and i was i was so mad at him i kicked his wheel and broke my toe and (laughs) and my (laughs) and my my track coach had to bring me into the shower and clean off all the gravel out in the out out of my arm man that hurt yeah and so then i ended up going and getting big old wrap on my arm and no stitches but just had to wrap it up and keep it wrapped up for a while but yeah it's hard to stitch road rash like that oh my gosh or gravel rash gravel yeah <laughs> oh man yeah see that's yeah. the thing is like you think of falling on maybe dirt or gravel would be better than falling on pavement because it's not as hard but right it gets into those everything. rocks yeah there were rocks embedded out. like mm. embedded in the muscle it was like yeah if you had been on the road you would have just kind of scraped across it and you would have had some nice road rash but that wouldn't hurt as bad I right because i remember standing there and then my coach was like trying to pull these out and he left i said where are you going i said there's still more he goes i gotta get something to pull them out i'm like oh, oh my goodness <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was the that was the kind of the inside joke for the rest of the two years of my college was our high school was uh don't don't let garen ride on the hood of your car because yeah it's probably a good idea <laughs> You wouldn't be the hood ornament I would desire to have on mine. No. no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, bro, uh, 
bummed up arm and broken toe later. I just, yeah, see, you've got was, a lot of these stories. You've got way more than I do. <laughs> I only did one dumb thing. Well, oh, right, come for, on. There that you I go. Paid for. Right, come on now. That I'll admit to on this. <laughs> on this the, show. Yeah. I'll have to save him. I'll have to form a whole new podcast for Kyle's other stories. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's got time for that. <laughs> so, so that, uh, let's see. What else? Um, talked about your wife and your daughter. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about your daughter much, but that's that's okay. She's still young. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, really just a lot of cartoons and yeah. wrestling right now. So Yeah. Uh, With your daughter, not your wife. Right? Yeah, both. Or both. Yeah. Well, my wife hates it because we'll all sit down in the evening and watch like a, a movie or something with Briella. Right. She'll come around the corner and I'll be. Uh-huh. I'm like, I got her like right here. She's watching. I'm watching these these mind numbing cartoons that these kids watch now. I just fall right asleep. There's right not a lot to them, is there? No. I mean, she's watching SpongeBob right now, so that's kind of funny. But at the same time, it's the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. I just pass out. And my wife's like, you fell asleep again. I'm like, I was just taking a little nap. <laughs> She doesn't. She doesn't think it's as funny as I do. You know, I I kind of we kind of lucked out because well, not my wife so much, but I I mean, my kids, well, mostly my son. My son really loved to watch um, Phineas and Ferb. I never heard that one. Oh boy, Don't. let me tell you, the writers of that show. Okay, I was really skeptical because he'd be sitting and watching it, and I would. I I just thought you know the cartoons that I'm used to, the Bugs Bunny, the Road. Yeah, Rock, me too. Those were funny to me. And I'm not, yeah, I violent, thought, though. yeah, but the commercial, the, the cartoons they have now, mm. how good could they be? Well, I sat down and watched one and pretty soon I'm watching them on my own because the writing was so hilarious. Okay. So they're written smart. They're written so that with quirky, um, dry one liners that yeah. you would find in a, in a sitcom, but, but it's an, but it's an animated show. Okay. It's a cartoon and they've got, they've made full two length movies hmm. and they're both hilarious. Well, you think about the cartoons that we watched, like the Roadrunners and all that stuff. There mm-hmm. was very little dialogue in those. Right, it was exactly. Just all just situational pain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's they were violent, weren't they? The, the coyote just if got you, his butt kicked every episode, every time. Yeah, and that was funny to us. Canvils, <laughs> rocks dropped on him, blown yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. I still I mean, think it's funny. Yeah, I'm mean, even the ones with, that had that the foghorn leghorn. That dog could never win, and he. <laughs> I mean, it was it was horribly violent, it but was. yet the kids sat there and laughed, and the parents and thought it was great. Tom and Jerry, yep, yeah, I, I still enjoy watching those, but I mean, the the new stuff is just completely different to me. So yeah, and 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 it is written. A little, I mean, they had to put a little more time into it to make it entertaining because right. they don't have the slapstick aspect right. of it. So right, you have to do something, I guess. Hmm. So. Well, what about you, man? I'm 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 curious. What uh, this. This podcast adventure you're on is you. You just what are we doing? You just kind of well. Uh, to be honest, this is. Um, I've, I think I've told you this before, and a few other people, but this is, for lack of better terms, uh, growth experience. Oh, okay. Uh, s- sitting in one place and talking to somebody <laughs> has never been a strong point of mine. Never been in my comfort level, and oh. I was just going over this with my dad. I was calling. I called him on the phone. More well, mostly to talk about him being a guest on my show at some point. Absolutely. And, and he, um, I was telling him that about how it's just not at my comfort level. And he, there's this pause, and he says, "Yeah, I, I get that. I know that." He said, "This might be good for you." And, oh, okay. And you know, and but also my, I, I, I listen to podcasts and I mm-hmm. watch ones that are podcasts, but they're also videos. So I watch them on YouTube. Sure. 
And um, I've always thought, I know this is a long ways from that, but I know that you can actually have people that will sponsor and be sponsors on your show. You sure. can people to run ads and pay you. It might be a way to have a little extra income. Yeah. Um, that's my ultimate goal right okay. off the bat. I want to get used to just using all this equipment first. But yeah, yeah. Um, but ultimately, I got people that I know in all aspects of my life that have their own businesses that might be willing to pay to have advertising on my show. So there you go. That's a good way of looking at it. So, and, but that, and then, and, but mostly just to reach, um, to reach the heartstrings of people, to reach with stories that might, maybe, maybe somebody would have a story that would, uh, somebody will listen to and it'll, it'll lift them up. It'll encourage them. Sure. I mean, everybody needs that. So well, yeah, whether the, you think the, you don't or you do, you, you do. <laughs> the human human interest story, really. Yeah. 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 And so I've been just racking my brain trying to find people from, man, I've, I mean, I've, I've had two jobs in the last 28 years. <laughs> yeah. And so I know a lot of people from both of those worlds and, and those worlds can network out to other worlds. And I got people all across the nation that might have, would have stories that would impact people's lives. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal is to... So yeah, you're going to do a lot of in person and remote. And remote, like. uh huh. So if they're far away, then mm-hmm. you got to do it on the, the Skype call or whatever. Yep. Oh wow, yeah, that's so, awesome. I, I I mean, it can't it can't hurt to gather everybody and anyone that's willing to come on and yeah and shoot the breeze. Yeah. So. And once I save up enough to get you know more mics, then I can have you know two or three other guests and do a group one. Oh and, yeah, group chats. Yeah. Those so are, those are those are tough. To, are they really? Well, I mean. It's one thing to sit here and talk to one person, but if you added another two people to this, then it's, you know, you have to have the timing to not sit here and talk over each other. And I mean, it can be done. Obviously it's done, but I mean, Mm. you want to flex out and keep growing, then that's what it would be. Yeah. Well, I think you sent me at one point, you sent me a podcast that was like four people in a, in a motor home and Joe Rogan was one of them. And then yeah, dude, wasn't that, that was good. But it, it was tough because there's so many people that want to talk. And it, the, the, well, that's a lot of power. It was so many people that wanted to yell is what it was. <laughs> you had Alex Jones in there. I mean, he just wanted to talk over everybody. Oh my gosh, Alex, he just goes on and on. But yeah. there, you know, that's the difficulty I think is having, getting everybody to let somebody talk. You almost have to have a, you know, something. Well, you, well, you are the referee. The, whoever sitting behind that board is the captain. So, so I can mute everybody else. You, and could, then. you could do that. But the, the problem with not being in an actual studio is it would just bleed over. If you mute this and this guy's next to me talking on his mic, it would still, yeah. Oh, I'll still go across. Like it's okay. You kind of heard that in that, that episode. Yeah. Too. You could hear everybody talking. It's hard to mic up when you're in a ginormous space with everybody. Ah. So like, it'd be like, okay, you go in that room and then you're in here. And then that way you can right. shut them off. So if I got 30 foot microphone cords, then yeah, I can... you're upstairs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's great. You can go sit on the toilet. You can yeah. go in the bedroom. You're in yeah. the back patio. So. <laughs> huh. I guess that raises an interesting point. Maybe the multi would be difficult in this house, but, um, I yeah, thing. I mean, it, it, you just kind of start looking at like how radio does it. Cause ra- oh. radio is like the, the initial point of this whole thing right they okay kind of started the the talking and you're talk right radio and all that stuff so that you know the engineer sits back in a room that's glassed in and he has a microphone but he doesn't typically talk but oh. the host is in their little studio space so okay typically if they don't have the mic on they can't hear that person oh i didn't realize yeah, that it's a lot of sound like it's radio stations are super small because you only you only need a, a desk with a microphone and a computer typically uh-huh so. And all, okay. the, all the equipment's in one room, and one guy can run the whole thing from that room. So, right. 
That's what my my nephew was telling me that he goes to Western Oregon State in Mon- in Monmouth, mm-hmm. and he he. He, we have a family chat where everybody's all my whole side of the family is on this sure. on Facebook, and he sent a, a, this link out saying, "Hey, you guys, on Fridays at four, I have a new, I have my own radio show." Oh, cool! And so oh, he's he got doing it at the station. Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, it's an internet radio. He says it's in one of the tiny little house on campus. It's just a little room with a microphone and a thing, just like this. Yep. And he says, "I'm just you don't need much because it's just being broadcast over the radio over the internet." Yep. So. Uh, and he just, he writes stuff through the week and then he reads about a 35, 40 minute story and it's, it's, it's an ongoing story. Oh, wow. That's cool. And he is, um, he has a phenomenal voice for, for this. Oh, really? And not only that, but he is the most, he's the most eloquent 18 year old I've ever met. Oh, wow. I mean, one of these days I'll have to show you his, um, his graduation valedictorian speech. Okay. Kyle is unreal that's crazy he had everybody speechless it it was almost like a it was almost like a rap oh wow he but it but he but it wasn't it had rhyme and rhythm to it like a hamilton rap uh yeah (laughs) kind of yeah like a performance yeah but he had he uses words where i needed i needed a dictionary to understand like like, pausing it hold on let me look that up i don't know what that word means (laughs) um but i'll have to show it to you sometime i have it on i have the audio and i have the have the transcript but comprehend a quarter of that right so anyway (laughs) he writes these stories and it's the same way the 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 verb usage and the descriptive words he uses and phrases it's it's amazing it's a fun show to listen to. Yeah. So. Well, I had a roommate that was uh, in radio, mm-hmm. and I just found it super fascinating. What? What? I mean, the hours suck. The money is not great. No, it's not great money to be a. Yeah. a um, and they actually had a morning show. It wasn't just like a disc jockey. He wasn't just doing weather at the top of the hour. Like he was, they were doing an actual morning show for right. like three hours. Mm-hmm. It was a good show, but ultimately, I mean, if you're in this market, like a Eugene, Oregon, they don't even register that as. You know, you got to be in a San Francisco, a Portland. You got to be uh-huh. in one of these major metro markets to have, ever make decent yep. money. You got to be a Ryan Seacrest to be on the. Oh, that guy's at a whole nother level. That's <laughs> yeah, that guy. But he never stops working. I mean, he's on. He oh no, a TV he's, show. He has uh-huh. a radio show. I mean, that guy probably grinds out ten, twenty hour a day. You know, uh-huh. that's insane. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I know. But one time, one time, my wife asked him about. Asked me, she goes, "Does he? Does he have a wife?" I'm like, "Why would?" <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have time to ask her to marry him. Yeah, he's has, he's always going. So I mean, you you do build your little empire, but at the same time, what's the cost? Yeah, I mean, money. If you're just chasing chasing money, then I don't. I, that's going to be a long bottomless right. pit to fill. Yeah, but every once in a while, I, I listen to his morning show out of L.A. I listen it's, on iHeart. Yeah, he does a good job. He's got good guests on there, and you know, but um, he's it's perfect. Yeah, he does. He's got a little niche there, and. That's I, ultimately that's what I, I like to have my audience to be at the point where um, it's big enough that people would want to pay to advertise. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that'd be fun. So. Absolutely. Do you listen to a lot of different types of podcasts? Is it, is it a lot of interview style or is it? Yeah, I listen to a lot of interview style, and it's and also um, I've kind of recently started doing some of the um, the true crime ones where oh. the, the detective stories, which is kind of fun. There is a lot of production. I was amazed at all the sound effects they put in there and all the different. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I listened to this one, um, that pocket parlay. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were Something on like it. that. I hope, I hope I, yeah. I hope it, it was. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the name of my show. What, what are you doing? Yeah, and you know, and I've always been a science buff. I mean, I was a my major in college was math, and so I math and science, yeah. all that science related, has always been fascinating to me. So I've I've tried to get into some of the ones that deal with like physics and it, way over my head. So yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not going to do that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anything that where if if people are being interviewed that are of professional status that have something to say, yeah, I listen to them. Sure. Um, do you get a lot of news from those from from any of the podcasts, or how do you? Because mm, I, f- I found that's that's where I've been getting most of mine lately. Yeah, I mean, there's um, what's that guy? There's a doctor that has Doctor McCullough, Peter McCullough, Peter McCullough. Yeah. He has a few that I've listened to. Some yeah. of his talks about the medicine. Um, uh, I, of course, I read stuff. That's not really podcast, but. I like listening to not all the guests, but some of the guests that Joe Rogan has. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know who this is or I don't really yeah. care about what. And I pick through it, and if I like what he's going to say, then then I'll listen to yeah, it. But the problem yeah. is they're like three hours long. And it's so long. It, yeah. So you have to break it up. <laughs> so I, I found a, a good one was Rick Dancer's podcast. Do you ever listen to that? You know what? I, I don't think I've listened to his podcast per se, but he has a... Well, he, when he was he does, here, he has a Facebook Live yeah, thing. Yeah, he does it with Facebook, but yeah. I just listen to the podcast form of it. Okay, I did not know that he had a podcast yeah. form of it. Because you can okay. watch it live on Facebook like that, uh-huh. and it, he just produces it out as a podcast after the show. Ah, okay. So I, I listen. I'm always a day behind because I always just download and then listen mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah, I, I really like his – He's taking a, he has taken a very strong stance against – uh, what's going on in Oregon? Yeah, so strong. He why left. he left? Yeah, so he's out of here. <laughs> so, but he, I was actually working with him. I used to actually work out with him. But oh yeah. When, when I first married my wife, we lived in some apartments, and right across the street was a gym. Yeah. Uh, it was on Gateway. It used to be called Better Bodies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I ended up quitting there. I uh, didn't get a better body. Um, <laughs> so that was a bummer. Plan didn't but work out. It didn't work. <laughs> But he, he worked out there in the morning, and I would go in there, and he, he was a riot. I mean, I knew him way back. Yeah. That was 27 years ago. And, but you know, I, he, was, he was taking a big stance on what was going on in the school system. And yeah. so I found him on Facebook, and I sent him a message, and I said, would you be willing to have uh, some teachers on your show? My wife is one of them. Yeah. And so it was, it was interesting. We were able to – I don't think my wife, my wife didn't go on the show, but we had other teachers that I sure. actually interviewed. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of cool. And he let their story be told. So yeah, and that that was the thing. I mean, that kind of journalism he used to do on the news was when I used yeah. to like watching the news uh-huh. because it was he would go to these small towns and do stories on people's lives and stuff. It wasn't yeah. just so you know fit the narrative of what's being pushed. It oh, was, exactly. Out making stories of people that actually matter. And I, I think that's that may have been the reason why he. Stop doing that because they wouldn't let him yeah, speak. Yeah, they kind of cut him down and said, "No, just read the script." And he's like, "I right. want to read that." Right. So yeah, that, and then he started his own show. So, but I, I find it fascinating because he got Bill London. So they got eleven twenty KPW doing uh-huh. kind of more of an unfiltered news segment on there, which is mm-hmm. about fifteen minutes, and it, and it kind of rounds up what's going on in Eugene and mm-hmm. Oregon in general. So. I send out a lot of that crap around to everybody. Sorry about that. I'm like, listen to this. This is what's happening next. So mm-hmm. buckle up. Well, he's he's got some good, and I've and I've I've learned about some other other podcasts on there. There's one, um, two doctors that got on there, and they're oh, called, I remember that one too. Yep. Yeah, they're from like 
up north somewhere. Yeah, that's that an interesting show. Yeah. I think I listened to a couple And there of are those. two doctors that basically are getting on there and saying, look, this is the way it is. Don't believe what you're hearing in the media. Yeah. And, yep. I did hear that one. Too. So I, that's what I like about Rick Dancer. Sometimes his language is harsh, but I... He does get fired up. Yeah, he, he gets fired up. And <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him for being fired up, but... Yeah. It, yeah. But anyway, he, uh, I just, I like the fact that he just tells it out how it is and he brings in people that want, have a story to tell. So, yeah, they always have an interesting perspective. For mm-hmm. sure. And that's, that's kind of the fun part. If you know people that have that, then you're already ahead of the game for, hmm. the, for your next episode. Who's that? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, people. Oh, yeah. You have, you have a list of friends or family, it sounds like. So I'm curious to see where you go with this. Well, I'm hoping to network up to get bigger and bigger people, people that are oh. out of the state but are have that are high profile. Oh, yeah. Because that's where that's where the, the listener is going to come for. Wow, Garen's got uh, the coach of Duke University on his show. <laughs> you know, who knows? You know. You sure? Yeah. I mean, shoot for the moon, man. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to try. You no. got the, you got the stuff now. So, it, I mean, you can't say you don't have the equipment. No. I mean, that's what a, a lady that I knew from when I was a child, what she always used to tell me was it never hurts to ask. Ask yeah. someone. If they don't want to do it, that's fine. But yeah. it does not hurt to ask someone, hey, you want to come to my show? Okay, never mind. Yeah, they'll say yes or no. Mm-hmm. So I, I found when I ask people, they're like, so can you send me an outline? I'm like, well, no, because I don't want you to know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm like, no, because then, then it's not authentic. It's scripted. And I don't, that's not, you're not right. getting the a- actual person that way. They're yeah. just kind of like, oh, yeah, I know what he's going to ask me next. It's right here. Right. But I have my list, but you don't know that. Right. <laughs> You know, we didn't talk about your mom and dad. Oh, what yeah. Is your, what does your mom do? Uh, retired. Oh, but she, she used to, didn't she used to work somewhere yeah, around the here? OVI, the Oregon Vet Hospital. Yeah, yeah right, by the, right by the jail, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, she worked there for, man, that was a long time, 15 years, I think. Yeah, because I remember when I delivered years. there and she actually signed for something. And when she said oh, her last yeah, name, I, I went, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she worked there for quite a while. My dad worked at the city for... Oh man, like thirty something years. He just retired Holy too, cow. so they're retired, both of them. And where where are they now? Where do they, they live around still, here? Yeah, still? they still okay. live in the same house I was born and raised in, over off Irvington. Okay, so yep, yep, wow. they're doing good. Just uh, trying to figure out what you do with retirement. Now, I mean, mom's been retired for a couple of years. Dad just went into retirement, so he's still getting used to not reporting for duty every day. So mm-hmm. I think it's starting to get like, okay, I need to do something because mm-hmm. the day's just. Every right. other day feels like every other day. If you don't have, you know, Monday doesn't mean anything. If you don't have to go to work. You know, I have thought so. And I'm, I'm a good 15, 16 years away from retiring. Yeah. And I, I have thought about that because I'm so used to yeah. every Sunday evening for getting mentally prepared to getting up and starting a work week. Yep. They ain't going to be there when I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I don't imagine that even when I'm done with FedEx and I retire, that I'm just going to be done. I'm still going to do something. Oh, sure. I mean, I can't not do anything. It's, it's so, more, I, that's what I try to tell my dad. Is like, you got to have some structure. I mean, I right. Mean, you plan like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk at this time every Tuesday or, mm-hmm. you know, something just to make sure you're right. If not, you just, I mean, that's like what a lot of old people, like my grandpa before he passed, I mean, he'd get out of bed, like go like to the bathroom or something. And then he'd sit in his chair and then he'd be there all day and then go, to the bathroom, maybe make something to eat, come back and sit in the chair, and then bedtime. Oh, wow. I'm like, this, would, is, this is not, this is not yeah, what you want to do. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as he got older, you know, you're, you, 
you don't use your legs, you start losing them. So, I mean, yeah. it was like, that was, oh, it's just easier to sit. I'm so tired. He'd be napping all the time. I'm like, I was like, gosh, dang. Okay. But <laughs> it's, it's your life. You can choose what to do. But I, I think as soon as you start surrendering in that way, like it's right. a quick way to the end. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people when they retire, then they go find, they go find a job that's doing something for, doesn't have to be a huge amount of hourly mm-hmm. wage, but just to keep himself busy. Yeah. Or, Even I mean, if it's part-time, just, yeah. you know. Or look what you're doing. This is this is something that's always going to, you know, that equipment's going to work forever. So yeah. you can always do this after you retire, and then you have more time to do it. Right. And it'd be a different perspective because you wouldn't be part of the workforce anymore. No. <laughs> I'm a retiree. That's right. I could do it any time of the day. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, then you could do live streams. I mean, I mean, the internet allows us to do so much stuff. And Right. I mean, it's hard to say like your stuff's important enough for anyone to care about. That's kind of the whole problem. Like, right. You care about it a lot. Right. But how do you convey that to somebody else? They're like, this is my passion. I hope you find some passion in it. Right. And some value. Right. Whether it's money or just taking something good from it. So. Well, it would be, or it would be really cool is to be able to hook up some way to do a, a video podcast so that people could watch it on, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like I've been watching all these instructional videos for this equipment. Sure. You know, to be able to do that, and and I could do help videos for photography. Even. I, can, I can tell you one thing. Uh, was it? It's today, Saturday, right? Saturday. So Thursday night, Devin, you know our coworker mm-hmm. Devin, we did a show on Stereo, the app, mm-hmm. and her she had her podcast stuff at home, and she, I was at my house, and we just did it remotely through the app. Oh wow! But what's cool about it is it, it makes it an interactive thing. People can stop in. And listen to the show, and then they can send a voice message, and then you can invite those people up to sit here and, and talk with you. So you're meeting these people from all over the world. This isn't just here. This is a worldwide deal. Right. So we had a we her and I were just doing our thing. We we're just talking, and then these people come in, and wow, they would drop a message and be, hey, like what you guys are doing. This is cool. Like, <laughs> when's the next show? And I'm like, oh, uh, I, we were just goofing around. So maybe next Thursday we'll do another one. So sure. That was really cool, and that you can run that through your phone, and you run the phone through the board, and mm-hmm. you're using a microphone, so it sounds more wow. pleasing to the ears. Sure, just using your phone, but it's free. I mean, that's also something that's just. Now that's cool. I mean, it, it's a way to create an interactive show, which I always like. Have callers, like like a little mini radio show of like come in and tell your what's going on with you, like or do you agree with what I said about this, or do sure. you disagree, and why have a conversation about it because I love seeing other people's views. Hmm. So we're going to be doing that with Devin. I think that's going to become a show. So I'll have another one because everybody has like multiple shows they do. It seems like so. Yeah, this, I could, the, I could start yeah, two or three different the, podcasts. Yeah, this is your first one and then you'll, you'll start working on another one. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, I've already talked to Devin. She wants to be on this one too. So yeah. she can come over here and yeah, you know, heck yeah, man, she's fun. I, that girl is uh the more I talk to her, the more I find there's a lot of different layers to her that you wouldn't expect from just, you know, passing somebody at work. I have noticed that, too. She's very uh, yeah, very interactive. She is, and she's hilarious. And I was just telling my wife this morning, I said, when Devin comes over here, just be aware. She is a riot, and you'll she's hilarious. <laughs> where is where yeah. is your wife today? You kick her out she's of the house? Every, uh, every other Saturday, she works um, for one of her friends. Oh, okay. Well, it's through the state, but she... Her one of her friends has has an autistic boy, oh. and she goes and she helps takes care of the the kid during the day. And oh, nice! So she is. I think I mentioned this on your podcast, but she is um, a saint. She is phenomenal <laughs> when it comes to kids with disabilities. She, I mean, her new job she has working with the disabled disabled kids at the school in River yeah. Road. They the kids just absolutely adore her. She's anyway she's so a very patient woman. Oh my goodness! I don't know how. 
she finds it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't even know how to interact, but she just, it's natural for her. So that's awesome. anyway, so that's every other Saturday. She's okay. there for a few hours in the morning. So say it's awful quiet in here. You kicked everybody out. I know. Just, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's occasional bird tweet, but that's about it. Oh so. yeah. I did hear that. I thought that was just my mind, but I was like, there's a bird in here. No, there's a cockatiel. And she, when she, if she hears voices, she'll, oh. she'll let you know that she's over uh, okay. there. Okay. I was like, well, I thought we were outside. Oh, <laughs> No, sweet man. No, this is good. I'm excited to see uh, where where you take this, and uh, it, you know, just keep doing what you feels right, and it'll it'll come. I'm sure. Yeah. So that about it. You think you got you're good. You're the man here. I'm, I'm just I'm just the guest. I don't know. Right. You tell me. I think I think we've covered enough. We got we got enough time on there. So I appreciate you coming in, Kyle, and I appreciate all of you out there for listening. And um, so with that. <laughs> that is the rooster calling so we're all done and uh we'll call it a wrap thank you very much kyle oh yeah man you bet that was great thank you everyone for joining today and tune in next time as we interview another special guest have a good day everyone this is let's hear it <laughs>